0: and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so glad that you're here, friend. Don't run off quite yet, let's see what the Lord has for us today. And welcome to... You regular listeners, thank you for coming back day after day. I love being on this journey with you. I love thinking about God's Word together with you. I wish I knew who all of you were and that I could see your faces and that we could talk in person, but. Uh, For most of us, God doesn't have it that way, and we'll just continue for now in the way that we're going, but I'm just so thankful that you wanted to take time to think about Him and His Word. It's not me that's important to listen to, it's the fact that we are thinking about Him and His Word. That is what is the most important, and I just love it that you would want to join me today. Please know that I continue to pray for you. I continue to pray that the Lord would draw you closer to Him, that you would have more of a desire to know Him and His Word, that you will uh, make that time, that you'll be intentional and deliberate in uh, scheduling time to spend with Him, whether it's in Bible study, memory work, uh, working on Scripture memory, uh, working on... Uh, your small group or Sunday school lesson, time in worship, personal worship, just you and him, and time in prayer. You could do those things throughout the day at different times. It doesn't have to be in all in one sitting, and it probably shouldn't be for us to be able to uh, focus on him throughout the day. We need to have things throughout the day that encourages us to think about him. And so I just want to exhort you to do that. Uh, It will make all the difference. Will it make your life easier with no problems? No, because we know that Jesus said in this world you will have trouble, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. Will he walk through it with us? Yes. Will he give us the strength that we need for each step of the way? Yes, He is faithful, and He is so good to His children. Will He grow us and mature us and purify us? Yes, if we follow Him. And so I'm just excited for us to uh, take this time together and think about His Word. Please consider sharing this podcast with your friends, family, neighbors, strangers, just anyone who you think may receive a blessing from it, and know that I love to hear from you. I love to hear what God's doing in your life as you're spending more time with them. So um, send me a message sometime if you feel so led and let me know what the Lord's doing as you're spending time in His Word. Well, our verse for the day for February the 23rd, 2024, comes from the letter of 1 John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 23, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. Oh, friends, this is a big deal. You know, when you first read it, it seems very simple, but it is so foundational, so true. Uh, part of the the good news of the gospel and uh, what it is what is necessary to be saved is that we must believe we must believe god's plan and god's plan was that he loved the world so much and that even though we are all sinners he wanted a way for us to be able to come back to him And that plan came through his son, Jesus. So for those who say, I believe God and I'm a follower of God, but they don't believe that Jesus is who Jesus is and who the word says he is and what the word says he has done. um, We miss it. Those those who don't believe that miss it. And uh, that's part of the package deal. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit are all one. They're, they're different persons, different actions, but one true living God. I don't pretend to understand all of how the Trinity works, but I could tell from reading in the scriptures that, uh, it's so important for us to believe it, even if we don't understand it. Uh, God and, and His Son Jesus are one, and they, He, god god the father god the son god the holy spirit desires for us to come to know him and we do that through his son and so um, i'm excited for us to park here to think about this scripture to think about where we are and uh, see how we can try to better understand this and better apply it at first though you know, if you've been on this journey with me for very long, I think it's wise for us to think about where we are. So we are in the New Testament. We are in the general letters, and we're in this letter of First John. Remember, the New Testament begins with the four Gospels. Then it moves to New Testament history, which is the book of Acts. Then it moves to Paul's letters, there's 13 of those written by the Apostle Paul, and then into the general letters, which were written by men who were not Paul. And then after that is the book of New Testament prophecy, which is the book of Revelation. We know that John the Apostle, also known as John the Revelator, um, John the Gospel Writer, is the one who wrote this letter of first john it's not because in the beginning it says i john wrote this like paul's letters and peter's letters and james letters and the letter of jude but the earliest church historians confirm this uh, john this is different than john the baptist this is john the gospel writer john the apostle he and his brother were called uh, he and his brother james were called by the lord jesus to follow him they were fishermen they worked with their father zebedee and after the lord called peter or andrew and peter he called james and john and uh, we think based on uh, history and from what we could tell that john this john was the youngest of the disciples i'm um, not of the disciples of the apostles. And we know that he was the longest surviving of the apostles. And it was thought that he was uh, much older when he wrote his gospel, the gospel of John, when he wrote these letters. And when he wrote the book of Revelation, thought that he was probably somewhere in his 80s or 90s when he wrote that. And the Lord Jesus had very a very specific purpose for John. For him to live longer than the other apostles, just like he has a very specific purpose for each and every one of us. Um, we read that John describes himself in the Gospels as the one whom, or the disciple whom Jesus loved. And I don't think that that was because he was arrogant, I think he just realized the depths of the love that the Lord Jesus had for him and for everyone. And we know that Jesus uh, entrusted the care of his mother, Mary, to this apostle, John. We see that while Jesus was hanging on the cross, he looked to Mary and said, woman, here's your son, and to John, here's your mother. And scripture records that he took, that John took Mary home with him from that day and took care of her. And so... uh, God gave John, through the Holy Spirit, this wonderful understanding and this wonderful ability to synthesize all that he saw, all that he uh, was given understanding uh, to write and to Write it down so that we could have it, and I love what John writes in at the end of this letter here, and we see a very similar thing at the end of his gospel. But this was his purpose, and I love it when we have uh, the purposes recorded in the, each letter or book. You, it may be hard to find that in some of those, but for some, it is very black and white. So listen to this: in First John five thirteen, he says, "I write these things to you who believe." in the name of the son of god that you may know that you have eternal life he so wanted people to know how they could know that they could have eternal life and it was through believing in jesus through believing that what he had done what he said he'd done what the word says he's done what people says he has done as far as being the savior of the world was true and that he was God's son, and that was true, and that he was here doing the will of the Father. And so I love that. We also see at the end of John's gospel, uh, in John chapter 20, verses 30 and 31, he says, I write. Oh, well, let me back up. It says, now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. It has always ever been about belief. It's always ever been about faith. It's always ever been about trusting that what God says is true and not trying to make it um, fit into what the world says is true and how the world thinks in the world's wisdom. It's taking God at his word. And God sent his son, God lo- for God so loved the world that he gave his word only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That has been the message. You see that throughout John's writings. He knew it to be so. And I love it, you know, when we're in... Well, I love all the words and all the verses, but especially in uh, any of the writings of those who walked with Jesus while he was on the earth because they knew they had seen it. And John tells us that at the beginning of this letter, he says, "...that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands." Concerning the word of life, the life was made manifest and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the father. And was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard. We proclaim also to you. So that you may have fellowship with us. And indeed our fellowship is with the Father. And with his Son Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things. So that our joy may be complete. He knew. He had seen it. He saw Jesus' miracles. He saw jesus be crucified he saw jesus after he was resurrected he saw him ascend back to heaven and so he knew that what jesus did was true and he wanted to share that truth jesus had given all those disciples the apostles there at the end as he was ascending back to set heaven a charge to uh, go into all the world and make disciples of every nation and teaching them and baptizing them. And so it was so important for John to encourage people to believe and to tell them that, um, if they believed, then they could know that they had eternal life. So I just love that. Uh, but let's look here where as we lead up to our verse for the day and see what John was talking about and see how important, why would he say this that we find in our verse for the day? What was the flow of thought that was going on there? If we go back a few verses, um, we see that John is talking to them. And I love what he says in in chapter 2, verse 7. He says, um, In effect, I'm writing to you, I'm writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. At the same time, it is a new commandment that I'm writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He's saying... This is really not a new thing, but it is new. And basically what he was trying to get at was, you know, Jesus, I think, is uh Jesus has been there all along. We've been told all along that we, um it, back in the law, are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and have no other gods before him. And and uh, so he very much talks about that and he's telling his people that to whom he is writing, he says, I'm writing to you little children because your sins are forgiven. I'm writing to you fathers because you know him who was from the beginning. They were supposed to have known this God of the Old Testament, this God who gave the law and who redeemed his people, but also the one who was the God of Abraham before there was a law, the one who promised Abraham that through him all the nations of the earth would be blessed. And he says, I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you children because you know the father. I write to you, fathers, because you know who, him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the evil one. And it's important to see that part because in this next little section, which is where we had a verse for the day a few days ago, he talks about how important it is for us to not love the world because those things abides forever and then in this next section leading up to our verse for the day he goes even further into what we will see in the world and that those are the antichrists now this is just a generic i think antichrist those who are against christ those who are against believing christ this is not talking about the one that John was told to write about in the uh, in Revelation about the that final battle, you know, with the Antichrist. But just in general, those who do not believe, those who are against Christ. Anti means against, and so I want you to hear this, and you'll see how it fits into our verse for the day. I believe, um, because really, friends, there's two groups. As Jesus had said, we're either with Him or we're against Him. We stand with him or we stand against him. There is no middle ground. And so you can't waffle. You have to stake your claim. Either you uh, believe and receive who he is. You receive that free gift of grace. You um, allow him to be Lord of your life. You submit to him. You deny yourself, pick up your cross daily and follow him. Or you rebel. Against something that has been made clear, it's been made evident to anyone who would believe. So everyone is given the opportunity to believe, but some choose to rebel and to reject. The truth, the truth that God shows us in nature, the truth that God shows, um, he gives everyone that ability. Uh, but the more you reject, the more you rebel, the more, the farther away you get from being able to believe. And, and it goes back to, are we going to take God at his word? Or are we going to uh, take someone else's word over God, whether it's the world or Satan, um, whoever? Are we going to believe what God's word says? And so he says, children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. They went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us, but you and he's talking to believers have been anointed by the Holy One and you all have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no lies of the truth. Who is the liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. This is the Antichrist. He who denies the Father and the Son. And then here's our verse. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever confesses the Son has the Father also. And I'm going to read just a little past that. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. This is so important. If you deny the Father, you deny the Son. If you deny the Son, you're denying the Father because they are one. You know, Jesus had talked about when he was praying back to the Father about how they were one. We see that in John 17 where Jesus was pl- praying for his disciples, his apostles, and he was praying for us as well. He says, um, the glory, it's 1722, the glory that you have given me I have given to them that they may be one even as we are one. He and the Father are one. I and them and you and me that they may become perfectly one so that the world may know that you sent me and love them even as you loved me. In that prayer, Jesus was reminded. Uh well he was praying to the father and people heard him um, stating that he and the father were one and even though way back in John 6 uh, when after he had fed the 5,000 and uh, people came to him and he said you're following me not because of the signs and wonders that I did but because uh, you ate your fill and um and then they ask him about what do we need to be doing to do the works of God and he says in uh, John 6 629, Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in Him who He has sent and it was so important it has always been important about that believing and remember he uh, John the gospel writer John who was writing this letter uh, was probably writing to both Jews and Gentiles but um, there at the beginning when their ministry started they were ministering a lot to the Jews to get them to see that Jesus was this long awaited Messiah and one of the big points here is you can't have God the Father without God the son because that was part of the plan. God talked about this in the prophecy that he was sending the Messiah, so you can't separate them. It's it's all part of the package deal, and that is so important for us to remember. It's so important in this world that we live in. You You can't have one and not the other. You can't believe God but not believe Jesus. You can't believe Jesus but not follow what God has said. They're all one, and that it's just so important for us to remember no one who denies the sun has the father. Whoever confesses the son has the father also. It's so important for God for us to acknowledge and confess what he has done for us in graciously sending his son to us. And uh, that's how we're part of the family is we believe and we receive what's been given. May we do that. May we encourage others to do that for God's glory. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.